shoes, boots. We need them. We have them for every occasion. Isn't that right, Dustin? <laughs> yeah. We have boots that are made for specific purposes. Um, who can tell me what kind of a shoe this is? Can you? See? Oh, very good, Polly. Are you a golfer? Just that you would recognize them. That is, that's amazing. Um, okay, here we go. What are these? Slippers. When do we use those? All the time. <laughs> How about, I have a much larger pair than this, but who can tell me what kind of boots these are? Huh? Biker boots. These are motorcycle boots. Yeah. When Joy gets on her Harley, this is what she puts on. Yep. Um... Yeah, you got to help. Just help me out. Okay. Yeah. And where do you wear these? On a beach. Okay. We're covering a lot of territory. Uh, these are snow boots. Very good. Yeah, I wouldn't wear them, but uh, let's see what we got here. Here we have hiking shoes, hiking boots. Oh, we have to include dress shoes. Where do we where do we those where, where, to church? No, we used to. <laughs> um, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would not be wearing... I think this is a weapon of some sort. I, I don't think it's a spiritual weapon, though. Uh, okay, here we have tennis shoes, running shoes... Yeah, I'm just, just about down at the bottom here. Anybody know what these are? Water shoes. Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah, you put those on like if you're white water rafting or something. And how about these? Military. Yeah, these are, these are boots, desert boots that the military would wear. Very good. So we're going to talk about shoes or boots today because we're to that part of this spiritual armor that God has given us to help us stand when evil presses in. And I want to tell you a story before I actually get to the text. Ever heard of Achilles? We have an Achilles tendon, right? Well, Achilles was actually someone out of Greek mythology, and Achilles had a small problem with his foot. This hero of, of Greek mythology had a body that could not be injured except for one little spot in his heel. Because back when Achilles was a baby, his mother, Thetis, tried to make him immortal by dipping him in the river Styx. The magical water gave total protection to anything that it touched. But Thetis held her baby by his heel, and that part of Achilles' foot was not touched by the protective waters. Now, according to legend, then, Achilles grew up to be the mightiest warrior among the Greeks. He joined the Greek forces in the campaign against 
the kingdom of Troy. Remember Troy, the Trojan horse? And, and they defeated every enemy that, that he faced, Achilles did. And, and so did Troy. Troy was amazing. And so Achilles conquered Troy's fiercest warriors. They were, they were, Troy was losing the battle against Achilles. No weapon could hurt Achilles. No, no warrior could beat Achilles. And then the prince of Troy, Prince Paris, shot a poison arrow that happened to strike Achilles at his only weak point, that, that small little spot on his foot, on his heel. And the poison did its work, and that was the end of Achilles. He died. Here's the point. Small weaknesses can cause huge problems. Amen? Small weaknesses can cause huge problems. That's true not just in Greek myths, but, but in our Christian life as well. There's a battle against the believer in which evil presses in looking for a weakness to exploit, turning small sins into, into big problems that destroy people. Something starts as a careless choice. Satan finds a way to make it a deadly addiction. Something starts as a step away from God, and, and Satan turns it into a road to destruction. He, he looks you over searching for a weak spot. It might seem small and unimportant, but Satan can use it to bring you down. That's why even our feet representing where we travel, where we go, our ability to stand against resistance, needs a spiritual covering for the spiritual battle that we are in. Now, the Roman soldier's shoes were not an ordinary kind of shoes. We, we have different shoes for different occasions, right? Same thing with the Roman soldier. Part of them was made out of bronze or brass, and the shoes were primarily composed of two parts. First part was the greave. It was called the greave. And then the second part was the shoe itself. Now, the greave was of a piece of beautifully tooled metal that began at the top of the knee and went all the way down to meet the shoe. It covered this. It was a tube of metal that, that covered this entire section of the Roman soldier's leg, one, one on each side. And then he had shoes that were down on the bottom, and, and the Roman soldier's shoes, along with these greaves, looked like boots that were made of brass. The sides of the shoe itself were held together by multiple pieces of durable leather, really thick leather. And the bottom had a thick leather sole. And on the bottom, there were spikes that gave them firm footing. Now, these spikes could be from, from one to three inches long that were on the bottom of the, of the shoe. So if you charged an enemy position and it was fortified with short, short sharp stakes in the ground, 
or went through an area where there were scorpions or poisonous snakes, you could safely and firmly pass over the ground. And just like landmines in our time, okay, which are there to deter soldiers from walking across them, they would put really, really sharp pieces of wood into the ground so that anyone coming that they didn't want coming into their area would step on that and hurt your foot. And I'll tell you what, you can injure your arm, you can, you can injure your shoulder, but you injure your foot, right, Dustin? <laughs> You're out of commission for a while. So he thinks. He doesn't act like it, though, does he? So this type of shoe with the spikes on the bottom prevented slipping, helped the soldier hold his ground. They, they helped the soldier to, to dig in and make a stand in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Now, when the, the Bible talks about spiritual battles that, that we are in against sin and evil, it urges us to put on the right footwear. Why? Well, so we can hold our ground against the devil and, and go where Christ wants us to go, regardless of the terrain that we're going to come in contact with. So, so in looking at the Scripture today here in, in verse 15, Ephesians 6, 15, if, if you're there, it's, it's kind of an awkward phrase, isn't it? With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So, so first it says the readiness. I want to break this down for you. It says the readiness. Well, that means simply that we're prepared. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? You, you, you didn't need a pastor to tell you that. You could have figured that out on your own. We're, we're, we're to be ready, prepared. And, and I checked with some military people about this. You know, I was thinking about these boots, and I, and I called uh, Katie. Used to work in the office. And I said, Katie, do military soldiers sleep in their boots? Have you ever heard that? So true or false, when, when a soldier is in a combat arena, meaning they're in the area where something could break out, do they sleep with their boots on? True, that's true. They do. She said, yes, they do. They sleep with their boots on. So, so they've got this, this readiness because the enemy doesn't work Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. Okay? So you sleep with your boots on because you never know when the enemy's going to attack. Okay, true or false, as a Christian, you never know when you're going to be tempted. True? Yeah. You never know when you're going to need to intercede for someone. Am I right, Randy? Yeah. Prayer team, am I right? You never know when that text is going to come through, when that email is going to come through. So-and-so is headed to the hospital, took him in an ambulance. You've got to be ready. You never know when that's, that's going to happen. You, you never know when you're going to have to take a stand for your faith. So you have to always be ready. True? Yeah. If Jesus calls us to action, we, we have to be ready. Now, now look at what it says next, because this is very interesting. 
It's a readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, right? The gospel of peace. And we assume that has to do with going out and sharing the gospel, right? Let's go out and share the gospel. Let's, let's evangelize. And, and I think that is a, a, a part of it, but there's more, and, and, and there's an even more important thing for us to understand about what this phrase is, uh, because What's the first word in verse 14? Go back to verse 14. What's the first word? Stand, therefore, and having done all, stand, it says. So, so this is not going, you know. We're, we're told go into, the, into all the world, preach the gospel to, to every person, you know. But, but here, we're not talking about going, are we? We're talking about standing, that's because the point here is that, that we're wrestling with the evil that's around us. And, and you don't have to look very far to see the evil that's around us. It's all over the TV. It's, it's all over the screens. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the schools. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's in your neighborhood. It's, it's everywhere. The idea of this readiness of the, the gospel of peace is best expressed in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, where it says this. Would you read it with me? Stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. And then Ephesians 6, 13 says, having done all to stand. It's about standing, not going. And we're standing, it says, with the gospel. What's, what's another name for the gospel? The good news, yeah. So we have this, this good news, and it's, it's the good news of peace. The gospel, the good news of peace. So what is that, that good news? It's that people, you and I, at one time, friends, were at war with God. We were on opposite sides. We were in different kingdoms. That's because of sin. We're all born into sin. And sin separates us from God. It, it's, it puts us in a place of being opposed to God. But Jesus brought us peace, right? That's the good news. Jesus made peace with God for us. Jesus gave us peace with God through his death on the cross, and that, friends, is the gospel. That's, that's the good news. Now, now, look at Romans 5.1. I've got it here on the screen. I think you have it in your insert as well. Would you read it with me? Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? The good news is that God and you are on the same side now. God is on my side. Would you turn to somebody this morning and tell them, God is on my side? Yeah. Turn to the person on the other side. Tell them, God's on my side. Yeah. So, so here it says we're, we're to, to have this readiness of the gospel of peace that God is on our, stand, our side. So how do we stand? How do we stand? Well, 
First of all, we stand in the peace of whose we are, of whose we are. We belong to God. Making peace with God is key to standing strong when evil presses in. Satan, he, he would love, as we turn from a sinful life and break away from addictions and habits and wrong thoughts and morals, he'd love to steal our peace. He'd love to fill our hearts and minds with all kinds of anxiety. Am I really saved? Does God really love me? Jesus really died for me? When I ask for forgiveness, am I really forgiven? You know, so he brings this anxiety, and he does this because when we are worried or anxious, we're losing our ground in our walk of faith. We're losing ground instead of taking ground and moving forward in our relationship with Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says this. I bet you have this highlighted, some of you, in your Bibles. Do not be anxious about anything, (laughs) but in how much? Everything, yeah. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then this next part, I think, is there another slide to this? And the peace, yeah. And the peace of God. will and minds in Christ Jesus. There you go. There you go. There it is. God tells us not to worry, but pray instead. And then stand in the peace that comes from us, understanding in whose we are. We are God's. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I love it when songs tie into Scripture. And when we understand that, then there's not a situation or a circumstance that can come our way that can rattle us. When we're firm in that, we're at peace in knowing that God is for me. He's on my side. He's not at war with me anymore. Even if I don't understand why, something happens... Ever had that? Why is this happening? It happens to me too. We we don't understand why that happens. Even if I don't see him active in a situation that I've been praying for, I'm at peace because I know that I know that I know that God loves me and I am his child. Are you at peace with God? Or are you at war with God? If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you're not at peace with God. You're opposed to Him. And I pray that today you'd make that peace with God. Just ask Him to forgive your sins, put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ, and live for Him. And you can be at peace with God. You can experience this peace. Are you His? It's entirely based on the work of Jesus Christ, the peace And whose we are is like wearing footwear with spikes. You dig in and you stand firm even when evil presses in. Keep believing in Jesus. Don't give up on that. Keep rejoicing in the peace that you have in God. That he'll take care of you. Second 
peace that we stand in is this. We stand in the peace of who we are, whose we are, and who we are. I'm a Christian. How about you? We are Christians, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary. Too often when people come to faith in Jesus Christ, they want to be undercover Christians. Do you know what I'm talking about? Undercover Christians. They don't want to offend their friends that they used to get drunk with or take drugs with or other sinful behavior, and instead they wind up as, in, as indifferent, really, about faith. When we become this way, we're not used to Jesus. We're not useful to Jesus at all. We're not, our, our church becomes an unproductive church. When we're uncomfortable being Christian, we don't do anything to further the gospel. God's love becomes a selfish motive to help us feel better about ourselves instead of a way of living that is to be seen by all. Oh, am I meddling? That's okay. I meant to meddle. It's okay to say ouch or oh me, oh my. The apostle Paul wrote these words to Christians who are not at peace with who they were as Christians. It's found in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 3, and beginning at verse 15 it says, I know your deeds. This is, this is one of the churches, Laodicea, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich. I have acquired wealth. I don't need, need anything. But you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. The most dangerous spiritual condition of all is indifference. Are you lukewarm? When you're lukewarm, you're not standing like it tells us to do here in Ephesians. You're retreating. Jesus wants us to be his light in the world. He wants us to live in the reconciliation and salvation that he has bought for us. He wants us to stand in the peace of being his followers. When I put on the boots of peace, I'm preparing myself to be a Christian wherever I find myself that day. And I, I will live out my life in Christ. I'll, I'll follow his teachings. I'll live out the standards that, that he lays out for me in his word, even if it means living very differently from the people that are around me. That's okay. And the peace, and what the gospel has brought to my life, but the shoes do have another meaning. We stand in the peace of what we share. Paul links the gospel to the soldier's shoes because shoes carry us from place to place. And it's as we go from place to place that we're ready to speak about Jesus, right? Do you know how you would tell others about Jesus? Do you know how that would happen for you? I have, I have the short version I have the medium version, 
And then I have the, you got an hour? Version. Here's what life, life was like for me before I knew Christ. Here's, here's how I met Jesus. And here's what he's done in my life since I came to know him. Do you, do you have that? Do you know what that is for you? If, if you were to run into somebody, would you be able to, to do that, to share? Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says this. Would you read it with me? I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Yeah. As we receive peace with God and experience peace with what he's done in our lives, we should want to spread that peace to others, right? Bring other people the good news of God's desire to be at peace with him. Together, we need to take the gospel of peace with God to the world. We're to go out into a a hurting world. Man, it's hurting. Bring them the love of God. When's the last time that you went to someone that was hurting or trapped in a life of sin or at the end of their rope and shared with them the hope and peace that is possible because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When's the last time you did that? Because I'm a Christian, I get to share the good news with people. Yay! I get to tell people the good news. Your sins are forgiven. We get to share that the Lord loves them. You don't have to be in bondage to sin anymore. You can be free today I get to tell him God knows what you're going through and he cares about you the gospel of peace on our feet means we walk with people and we share with everyone that God loves them and that their sins can be forgiven so let's anchor our boots to the ground Let's stand immovable when evil presses in because God is on my side. I've got nothing to fear, no anxiety. God is on my side, and I'm at peace in being a Christian. And I'm not ashamed of that, not ashamed at all. And I'm ready and at peace and sharing the good news about God's love shown through Jesus Christ. Let's be ready every day for that battle that prevents us from living these truths out. 